the River City Podcast Federation. Control yourself. Lady Bird, you'll understand my life. 
inside Bobby. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. I bet not. Anyways. <laughs> so she she actually applied for the college I went to for me, um, which was great, I guess. It was a small Catholic college, and there was lights out at 9 p.m., so there was, like, female dorm rooms and male dorm rooms, um, and lights out, and, of course, <laughs> we'd sneak the boys over, you know, <laughs> just to hang out in the futon. <laughs> scary movies. <laughs> and I had an experience with a roommate um, that was more uh, sexually active uh, than I was. I didn't shush me, shush me until I was 22. It was way too old. <laughs> I didn't know if women could do that. It, it never crossed my mind. I lost my V-card at 14, if you, you heard about that last week, maybe, but this is <laughs> <it's> beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I don't want to ask. <laughs> but my, we were sneaking the boys over, you know. And unbeknownst to me, I was in um, a three-way that I didn't understand that I was a part of. <laughs> and here's how that went down. I also don't like scary movies. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I forget which one it was. Angelina Jolie was in it in her heyday where she was like vampire-esque, but on the screen all the time. And uh, so I'm sitting there on the food and I'm just like, oh my god. And this boy that I liked was sitting next to me, and uh, he wasn't sexually active either because I found out later. Oh, no, I don't need to say that. <laughs> I will not shame a man on live recording. You know what I was, you probably can put the pieces together, but uh, I'll let your imagination go wild with that one. Remember his name to be honest with you, but I was sitting there so like oh like wrapped up, and my roommate was here. I'm gonna do that. She wanted a bonus next to her, and I'm just paralyzed with fear, <laughs> watching the TV. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I feel a head on my shoulder, and I'm like, okay. And I was like, your hair smells, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a leg goes over my leg, and I look down. And this baby girl's getting finger banged under a very small sheet, not even a full blanket, a sheet. And I just shook it, no! And I just went right down and I grabbed the dude's hand with me. I was like, you're coming with me. And we walked out the door and I pushed him down one hall and I walked to the other end where the RA was and I just knocked on the door. I said, there's boys in my room! And I walked away. I was so grossed out. Sad. I don't just smash just though, I don't. It's sad. I think it's sad. <laughs> I know, everyone's like, after I say this joke, people are like, do you need help? I'm like, yes, if you have a free therapist, I do. <laughs> I'm not shaming myself about it. But I was 22 when I first found out that that was a thing that females could do, which was nuts, right? It was a big year for me. I was living in New Zealand at the time. I ate avocado for the first time. <laughs> it was a huge year. <laughs> Children. <laughs> but I, I had a, a roommate who was from uh, Berkeley. Oh, silence your cell phones. <laughs> it's the second show I've been at tonight where someone's cell phone went off with the same stupid ass ringer. You don't even change your ringer? <laughs> like, grow up. How old are you? Like an air of like something, I don't know. <laughs> so my roommate in New Zealand, we had a test and it was stressful. She uh, 
We walked out of the room together, and she goes, oh, I'm just going to go home and jerk off. And I was like, who are you calling? <laughs> Who's going to come over and do that for you? And she's like, what? Ew, doing it myself. I was like, you can do that? <laughs> what? How? And then she <laughs> sat me down and explained to me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> so that night... Um, I went out and I bought some candles. <laughs> and I turned on some D'Angelo. Turned myself like a lady. And then right at the height of the get down, it's like right at the pinnacle moment, right with like right there. I was overcome by this feeling of just stop what you're doing right now and start praying. <laughs> Hail Mary's, Hail Married myself to sleep. <laughs> Terrified. What have I done? I unlock some sort of portal. <laughs> Finally fall asleep. I wake up the next morning, get a phone call from my mom to inform me that my grandfather had passed away. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> My first reaction to my mom wasn't, is grandma okay? It was, what time? <laughs> 44 in the morning, can't you smash or smash love a family too much? Cursed. That's a 100% true story, by the way. There's not, a, even the avocado's not even fabricated. <laughs> 100% true, so um, please hook me up <laughs> with all of your freaking Okay. God, what a great show. We have such an amazing lineup tonight. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Um, but as always, I want to, you know, sometimes sometimes my stories weird people out a little bit, and they get a little bit uncomfortable, and so then I, uh, I tap my, my beautiful baby boy friend to pick up the pieces, but I think today went well. I think today was good. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. I asked for that. In like a roundabout way. Oh, you guys are great. Um, but today was an exciting Super Bowl Sunday. I'm still riding on this high. Like I said, I'm still wet from Justin Timberlake. So uh, this next comic I'm going to bring to the stage, he himself, not only a hilarious human being, but just such a beautiful musician. And I think... Um, I think if I could see one of my friends perform a halftime show, it would be him, <laughs> to be honest with you. So please give a warm welcome for the very hilarious Paul Slesinger! Great set, Joanne. Great set tonight. I was like, are my hands too cold for this body? I know, you totally didn't weird the audience out tonight. <laughs> so it was really good. Okay, what is... We, oh my god, I've always wondered the size of your dick, and now I feel like I'm getting that much closer to knowing. You might be roommates soon. Yeah! Maybe I'll just accidentally just, you're in the shower, I'm just like, ah! okay, got it. <laughs> And then I can tell all of your new lovers, be like, you're in for a treat. <laughs> right? Is that what you tell your lovers before you bring them home? Halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> 
of this diaper thing is I don't have a ton of great material, so. I got the guitar, I got the diaper. Together, it's, it's an act. This first song is called Falling in Love and Finding a New Mom Dubstep Remix. I have, I've been trying to get away from the the baby, the man-child thing, but I think I'm just going to lean into it. You know? This is an act that should be in arenas. <laughs> Listeners, I'm thrusting my crotch in the audience can. They're eating it right up. <laughs> Girls are literally sliding out of their seats. <laughs> Caution, wet floor. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one more song. You guys have been great. And yeah, I think I, I'm just gonna lean into the diaper thing. I'm gonna. I can be the diaper guy. Yeah. Hot diaper boy. The what? Delivery service. Hot diaper boy. I got something to deliver to you, baby. Got the load. 
know, and I was just like so high on these drugs, I just assumed something had gone terribly wrong. Like I was bleeding out from the surgery. And so I called the hospital. I called them. I'm alone in this moment. I have no idea, too. Like, with a telephone, I call the hospital. I'm like, I need to speak to a doctor immediately. And I'm like, doctor, doctor, I had surgery yesterday and now I'm bleeding. And he's like, oh my God, that is very serious. Where are you bleeding? And I'm like, from my vagina. <laughs> and he was like, well, that uh, has been known to happen. Just like occasionally. So I think you're fine. <laughs> That's when I figured it out because he said my favorite thing ever. He was like, Can I help you with anything else? And I was like, No, sorry. And I hung up the phone. So I'm back on the booze, obviously. Um, I've actually been off the booze and on the weed for like the first time ever. Anybody else make the switch? Yeah, anybody else smoke a weed for the first time? How, how do I rephrase that? Anybody here ever smoke so much weed that you need to like watch Forrest Gump to keep yourself from calling an ambulance? Has that ever happened to you? It could happen to me. So, again, I'm back on the booze. <laughs> Another thing that happened this summer, I live with my older brother, and this summer he purchased and continues to ride an electric unicycle. Um, laughing, it's not the joke. <laughs> Maybe you see it. It is very funny. It is really funny. And we're in a con we're always arguing. It's a constant debate because he won't wear a helmet. And I'm like, that's a dangerous vehicle. You need to wear a helmet. And this is his logic. I don't want to wear a helmet. I'll look stupid. Um, <laughs> I just can't be helped. I, I was like, if you die on that thing, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> so embarrassing. He, he's, he's a good kid. I, I, I do. He's, I love him. He's my older brother, right? He's the smartest guy I know until he's not, until he's the dumbest fucking person I've ever talked to. And the other day we were watching a movie. We were watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, right? Great movie. Yes. Amazing movie. He turned to me and he said, oh my God, this scene is so beautiful and urethral. <laughs> So, you know, I'm getting out there, just trying new things, doing new stuff. A little advice if your parents ask you how you plan to pay off the crippling amount of student debt you've accumulated, dicking around at fine art school, don't tell them stand up comedy. Don't tell them. I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have that problem. And if any parents in the room, clap if you're a parent. Yeah. That's Portland for you. They're like, I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> Congratulations, that's great. It's gonna absolutely be your fault, 100%. All of it, whatever it is, it's definitely your fault, forever. It's, I mean, my parents are still in denial that this is not their fault somehow. Like, they're in complete denial. My dad's always like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, Dad, you made me watch Alien when I was eight years old. And all I ever learned from you was how to flick lit cigarettes at joggers. So I don't know what the fuck you're expecting to happen. 
<laughs> Anybody else look like Ronald McDonald at a biker gang funeral in 2004? <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Dan, um, <laughs> um, I got caught masturbating. Weird, people usually clap, but you guys are great. Oh my god, I love you so much. Uh, it's too late, man. Um, I wasn't in the act, I wasn't actually doing it. My roommate just like burst into my room and showed me that the TV remote was missing its batteries. So, <laughs> busted. I, 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 took, I took those batteries. Nothing uses, it's 2018, nothing uses disposable batteries, right? There's only three things in the fucking apartment that use disposable batteries, and that is that goddamn TV remote the carbon monoxide detector and then the thing that I was using and what uh, my roommate doesn't know is we've already been living on the edge ever since I already took the ones out of the carbon monoxide detector so it's like you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> this is the truth I don't know if you can relate to this but I have this plastic bag of loose use stolen batteries that I've had for like two years like right before they die just throw them back in the bag so now I just kind of fish around in there with my masturbation like it's just a game of dead battery roulette like I love the thing up but I have no idea if it's going to fire. It's very exciting. <laughs> Since I started telling that joke, somebody bought me a USB chargeable vibrator. <laughs> I know! Thank you! Now I'm just late to work every day. That's what happens. <laughs> I'll leave you guys. Is anybody who's sticking it to the man fighting the patriarchy? Anybody? Yes? Yeah. That, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, me too, right? I don't shave. I don't shave anything, right? Yeah. Laziness, two birds. <laughs> two birds, one bush, and I'm not making that joke, but it's like I don't shave anything, especially down here because it's been years, right? I just I don't do anything. Hello. What's that? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't. This is like, this is where I got it going on. Just like, I, I haven't touched it because I feel strongest as a woman, especially with everything that we have going on in this country right now, everything that we're fighting for. I feel strongest as a woman. When I'm watching a dude try and fish one of my pubes off his tongue. Have you ever <laughs> seen a person do that? Dad, dude, you are not laughing even a little bit. Like, you know, I'm shrieking. Have you never picked a pube out of your teeth? It's my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> Just like those two bullies in the Disney movie Hocus Pocus. That is what they look like. This isn't even talking about dating. This isn't even a joke. This is just literally like an announcement. Like, I'm just looking for a dude over the age of 30 with a bed frame. I can't. I'm sitting in Portland. I can't fucking find one. It's impossible. And one guy was like, Does it come to a box spring? I'm like, Get it off the fucking floor. No. I literally can't lower my standards any lower without hitting wall-to-wall -wall carpet like a dog <laughs> also what is with all this like these fucking like you guys and your messages like your tinder messages blow my mind like the way you guys break the ice are just these insane questions this guy the other day sent me a message that said he was like if you were any planet in the solar system which, which planet would you be? And then he's like, he can't see Earth and he can't see Pluto. And I was like, okay, first off, what the fuck, right? Like, second of all, don't give me rules, okay? That's not, like, I'm not gonna answer. Third, I'd be Jupiter, because I'm kind of spotty and I got dangerous gas. I don't know. What do you want me to say? That's it, you guys give it up for your amazing host, Joanne Shinderly. Thank you so much.
because of the show. Some of that happens, we lose our goddamn minds. And also, uh, you can check this performer out at a very amazing show called Comic Strip that happens at Funhouse Lounge. Here for you now, give a warm welcome for the hilarious Chris Entrick, Super cute. That was just a statement. I'm a nice comedian. <laughs> right? Uh, everyone having a good 2018? Enjoying Woo! it? Awesome. It's February, so we know what that means. Valentine's Day. Right? I um, personally suck in relationships. Um, and you would probably know that if you saw how much I spent on tequila and my cat. <laughs> <laughs> She's spoiled. Um, but I did try online dating recently, or as I like to call it now, dumpster diving. <laughs> um, so that's been a fun adventure. Right? Now think about it. Is anyone here on, I mean, I'm assuming you're all on online dating. All of you? Every last one of you? Cool. No one said no. So. Right? So who here met their significant other online dating? All right. Awesome. So you can agree, right? You had to dig through a lot of trash to find something that was, you know, a treasure, right? But hold up. Wait until you discover they're still garbage. That's over there. Or you're a horribly misguided lesbian. <laughs> we can still have fun together, but not what you want. You can still buy me drinks, though. Actually, all of you guys can buy me drinks. I usually am blacked out by the time I get on stage when I'm trying this new thing. It's like a resolution of mine is to only have like four tequila shots before I go on stage. But I'm on stage, so Cazadoras with a lime, thanks. Awesome. Um, so I'm a gay man, and Dating as a gay man is a little bit more difficult, in my opinion, than dating as straight people, right? Because, you know, women have the power in dating, right? You do. Applause for our vaginas, right? You know it, I know it, I'm a gay, you know? And as a gay man, I say they're very powerful tools that you have, right? Now, as a gay man, it doesn't really play out that way. Right? Because, you know, as a woman, you're like, well, you know, I have the power. He mostly just wants to have sex. I can do that in my favor, right? So now, as gay men, now it's like, well, we both want to have sex. <laughs> Only with, with everybody. Okay? And also, we're huge bitches. That's just how it's. I'm a nice comedian. But most of the time, um, in the gay culture, there's a lot of expectations that are put upon us, right? For example, I don't know where all the best brunch spots are in town. <laughs> I know. It is really sad. That's what, that's what gay people react when I say, I don't know. 
They're like, Chris, where do we go for brunch? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? You don't have a list of your top 10 favorite brunch places and know the names and lives of the waitresses? Who the fuck are you? Give us back that card. That's not how it works. You don't have to have a card to be gay. You don't. You just suck a dick once, apparently. That's what they say anyway. I'm just here to teach. <laughs> just here to teach. Um, I can't quote a Beyonce song for any given situation. I know, I'm just digging myself a deeper hole. Being <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, I can't, unfortunately. Except at funerals, I'm really good at making those awful with Beyonce quotes. It's a fact. We'll talk about that one later. I have to get to some other jokes. Um, the one that, the one that really gets me though, as like a gay man, is the physical expectations. Now you can't tell by looking at me, but I actually used to weigh about 300 pounds. I know, right? I know, right? Thank you. And actually, I I was great being 300 pounds is awesome. I ate whatever the fuck I wanted. I get threatened to like kill people by sitting on them. Yeah. And it's fine. It was great. I felt very powerful as a boulder. Um, but I, I decided I wanted to lose the weight. Um, I'm, I stand quite often for my day job uh, as a hairstylist. Because um, stereotypes aren't real. <laughs> other people's DNA, DNA all over me anyway. So, that's fine. Just hand in hand, you know? Married very well. Um, now, even though I lost all the weight, which, by the way, I also lost all the weight by becoming a pole dance instructor. Like, I do everything, yes, it's true. And it's a much better excuse for the calluses on my hands. Then I don't know if you remember me telling you me being single forever. I don't fit into a lot of the gay body types, right? These physical expectations. So I'm not a bear or a cub or an otter. Those are real. Those are real descriptors that gay people use for bodies. Okay? I'm not even going to go into the, like, Darwin script of all the different body types and animals that we utilize, okay? It just it makes no sense to me either. Essentially, I'm not a fucking gay zoo animal. Just know that, okay? But I thought about it, you know? I, I decided that I wanted to fit in with my people. You know, I already have so many things going against me, the Beyonce, the brunch. So I came up with my own gay spirit animal. I decided that I would be a seal. Right, because I'm fairly hairless. Thank you. With a practical layer of blubber. It's practical, the ocean is very cold, the gay ocean. And I will definitely juggle balls in my face for food. So, I will be And I am hungry. So. long-term relationship for a while. Um, We broke up about a year ago, um, but as Valentine's Day was approaching, he reached out to me and sent me a text message that I would like to share with all of you. Right? You're super excited, so am I. Um, 
So this is what he wrote to me. I wish I was dead. (laughs) Me too. Um, I miss the feeling of you fucking me. Yes! I went out when you mentioned uh, somebody buying you a drink. I don't know what you asked. Oh, fuck. Is that fireball? The chartreuse on a rock. Mm. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's fine. I usually only drink tequila, so I was like, that drug? Great. Anyway. I wish I was dead. I miss the feeling of you fucking me. I'm sorry, I'm a lame-ass, weak bitch. (laughs) I mean, he's calling himself out here. I'm really just basking in it. (laughs) Nothing feels good at all, and it's all your fault, asshole. What? (laughs) Right? So I rebuttaled. Um, It didn't seem like that when we talked a year ago. (laughs) What's up? Um, he said, he replied, bad idea. I was high on speed that time. No! Well, I shouldn't have given him that bag of speed when he broke up. It's my fault. I mean, I know. I know what I did. I know what I did. Um, I got really sick from fucking. I don't know what that means. I did not ask. That would require caring. Um, and they demoted me at work. Actually, I found that he got fired. So, whoopsie. Don't get sick from fucking people. I have one friend now. My dealer went to prison, and I'm hallucinating. It's generally all set. And I said, I'm sorry, and then I sent a picture of my cat. I know, thank you. Thank you. Now... I just want to, like, end it by saying I, you know, personally, I know some people might not find it humorous to make fun of someone who uh, is struggling with an addiction to my dick. So, so, you know, there is rehabilitation for it, I promise. If you have any questions, there's a support group at Stag in downtown. I'm Patrick. Thank you. Exes are insane, right? Um, I've gone pop the big question several times via text message. It was correct. You're like, what's the big question? I'll tell you. Incoming text. Hey, babe, can we do anal? (laughs) Huge question. (laughs) Outgoing text. Hey, babe, can I meet your mom? Because you both know the answer is no, I'm a businesswoman. But I've got to give back. You guys ready for your next comic? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the dopest part about the show 
is that we have, um, we're notoriously the best in town, and that's a lot of percent to you guys, so thank you. And um, Out of Town Comics just can't wait to get up here and tell jokes for you. Um, this next comic, Come to Stage, friend of the show, been here before, is uh, Black King of Portland, actually. Um, when I asked him what he wanted me to say, he said that. <laughs> setting you up. You you guys are going to love him. And then after the show, go get his album, Community College Dropout, because it's so goddamn good. Here for you right now. Lose your minds for If You Want Away, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't didn't think she was actually going to say that. Discussion with the six black people in Portland. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Real rough. <laughs> Gosh, uh, 2017 was rough, y'all. I didn't think we were gonna make it, but we you know, we did. Uh, still don't know if we're gonna make it until tomorrow. Uh, a day at a time. Uh, but it was wild. I feel like it was super wild, mostly because uh, you know it was comeback season. You know, we had all the stars. You know, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Star Team to be openly racist again, like that. <laughs> Rough. Like, they were out there. They were like, we back, nigga. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, I see you, you know? They were all wearing polos, marching, tiki torches everywhere. It was, it was too much. Uh, but it was crazy because it fucked up my checklist. I thought I had, you know, I thought I had my racist checklist down, you know? And, uh, you know, obviously the KKK, the guys in the hoods, you know? Uh, secondly, Southern Baked Chefs. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Third, uh, white people who don't laugh at my jokes. So, you know, like, <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> but uh, it also, like, presented a unique opportunity. Like, growing up as a black man in America, you know, my heroes were civil rights leaders. You know, like Martin Luther King, I had a dream. Malcolm X, by any means necessary. Uh, George Washington Carver, some shit with some peanuts. <laughs> Frederick Douglass, good hair. So, you know, like, <laughs> this is my chance to step up to the plate and be a civil rights leader. But unfortunately, the only thing I wanted to be more than a civil rights leader growing up was a Pokemon Master, and that shit came out at the same time. Sorry. I'm sorry, but Black Lives Matter LA, not marching near enough Pokestops, so y'all gonna have to miss me. <laughs> Trying to be the very best. <laughs> Uh, I'm a father, you know, I'm, I'm working that out. Yeah, thanks, you know, I'm taking her victory lap. She's been alive two years now. We're good. Uh, yes! Uh, didn't fuck that up yet. Uh, but, it, but it's wild because, like, when your wife is uh, pregnant, you know, you start asking and answering questions that she never thought she would ask or answer. Like, uh, when she was pregnant, she came up to me and she was like, uh, yo, if... If it was a boy, would you want him to get circumcised? And I was like, yeah, off top, you know? <laughs> she was like, why? Yeah. I was like, damn, you know? Didn't know you were going to be asking so many goddamn questions, you know? <laughs> we were trying to make some Totino's pizza rolls. Having <laughs> deep discussions about that. <laughs> But I thought about it, because I didn't want to answer, because I never thought about it. I just knew, and I finally figured out why 
And it's because I want my son to have the same dick as me. <laughs> if you think about it, the only reason that we are circumcised or uncircumcised is because our dads wanted us to have the same dick as them. Because <laughs> that'd be an awkward conversation if you had a different dick than your dad. <laughs> What's going on here, dad? <laughs> also... <laughs> He's going to be coming up to me when he's older asking questions about sex. And I'm like, I'm sorry, son, I can't help you. You got a different dick to me, you know? You got one of those greasy European dicks. I got an American dick, you know? Your dick plays football. My dick plays soccer, you know? Actually, my dick plays uh, American football for the Washington Foreskins, y'all. We gotta change the name, y'all. Both of them. We gotta change the name. Also, I can't have my son walk around with more dick meat than me. You know what I'm saying? That's just awkward. He's gonna be like, yo, Dad, can you go make me some waffles? And I'm gonna say, yeah. But what he won't know is because in my head, I'm like, you got more dick meat than me. I gotta make some waffles. <laughs> gonna be roasting my dick and shit. Like, yo, Mr. Clean, dickhead ass boy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be weird if we were just talking about each other's dicks in the living room, but, you know? <laughs> Me and my wife uh, were having a discussion not too long ago about uh, what it would be like if we had an open marriage. Because, you see, me and my wife like to have conversations that don't end in arguments. <laughs> and I fucked it up right away. Because, like, <laughs> right the day, you know, like, I was like, oh, yo, for real? Because, like, Brenda, she's been giving me looks at the party. What's good? You know, like, that's not what she wanted to hear. No. <laughs> that's not the type of conversation she wanted to have. Uh, but then she hit me with some wild shit. She was like, yo, um, I wouldn't want to be in an open marriage because you get to have all the fun. You know, I'm a mom. Nobody wants to have sex with a mom. I was like, yo, first of all, please believe me, I'm in an open marriage. Page one of Cheating Husbands Playbook. So, so I'm out. Second thing, so have you looked at the categories on a porn site? Mom's got that shit tucked, you know? Like, that shit is mad popular right now. You don't see dad porn on the charts. One of my homies came up to me and he's like, yo, I just had some mom sex. We doing the kitten play dance. We like celebrate, you know? Like, yeah. One of my homegirls came up to me and was like, yo, I just had some dad sex. I'm like, is everything okay? Who do I need to fuck up, you know? Dad's got a bad rep. We, we shine for one second. It was dad bod. And y'all took that away from us. I'm like, nah, this is gross. And everybody's like, yeah, you're right. Also, like, just navigating an open marriage would be weird for me because, like, you know, sex parties, that's a thing, you know? That's, like, we have to go to all the sex parties, and I ain't trying to fuck no one after they ate some barbecue ribs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but also, I ain't going to no goddamn party that don't got barbecue ribs, so it's like... <laughs> I need those ribs. <laughs> Just gonna have barbecue grease on your ass. Because obviously, you, you eat the ribs, you eat some ass. 
And then you fuck. That's what I assume, you know? <laughs> Yo, I'm about to eat some ribs, smash this Prosecco, and get some ass right now. Baby. I'll catch you later. Oh my gosh. The things are weird. Everything's weird. Masculinity's weird. Super weird. You know, like, who, who made those rules? Like, <laughs> Like, that just, on paper, doesn't add up. Like, other dudes telling dudes what's manly. It sounds like you want to fuck dudes. Like, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But, <laughs> you know, like, why women should be telling us what they find sexy. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't even have confidence enough in myself. Like, I don't, I don't know this. <laughs> I'm just going to read, like, a Medium article on Monday. <laughs> tell me, you know, they, 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 they know what's up. But it's weird because, like, you know, uh, like, women get all the dope smells. Like, when you're shopping for shampoo and deodorant, you get all the dope smells, you know. They get, like, champagne showers, rose, lavender rain, what's good, you know. And then men, you know, our smells is like horse nuts. Some sticks, you know. Showers, you know, who, who, who made that rule? That's what we gotta smell like. That's why I just, uh, that's why I just rock cocoa butter, you know? Yeah, cocoa butter is dope because it smells good and it confuses white people. <laughs> because you put on cocoa butter, you're walking around all day smelling like chocolate. <laughs> A white person smells it. The last thing a white person wants to do is ask a black person if they smell like What is the hosting hustle? It's a show about success. Choo-choo, ka-choo, you're going to be on the cover of Forbes in a month. It's a show about health. You eat enough steaks and your butt just closes for business. <laughs> yeah, this, you put that up there, you're going to have whole steaks come out of your butt <laughs> and clean it right out. It's a show about food. The hot dog will be murdered when you eat it. Yeah, they, presumably all hot dogs are murdered. And when it's going to scream. And condiments. I like to call balsamic vinegar devil blood. Ooh. That's what they call it uh, in Arizona, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, would you like some olive oil and devil blood for your bread? But mostly, it's a show about product pitches submitted by you, the listener, that I workshop with a guest. Lucy's goose sandals. Lucy's goose sandals. They're in the shape of gooses, and they all have a picture of Lucille Ball. Come on and listen to it on the River City Podcast Federation, wherever podcasts are sold. I wish. I'm doing this for free. I think that all this dick pic needed was a little exposure. You're welcome. I love it. Hey everybody, Randall Lawrence here real quick to let you know that this episode of Control Yourself is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles to apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear, it's like Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription service box with basically all the shit that I just mentioned in it. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparels, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. The thing is, you guys, you can't get this shit in stores. 
when it comes to Loot Crate, you've got until the 19th of any given month at 9 p.m. to get that month's crate, and then that shit's gone. You can't get it anywhere else. By supporting Loot Crate, you're going to support Control Yourself, because if you go to trylootcrate.com forward slash control and enter the code BRIDGE10, again, that's trylootcrate.com forward slash control and enter the code BRIDGE10, you're going to save 10% on any new subscription. trylootcrate.com forward slash control, enter code BRIDGE10. Back to this motherfucking show. Stage visiting us from New York City. Also, first time here, lose your goddamn minds for the hilarious Rosebud Baker, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still dying from that horse nuts joke. I was hilarious. Uh, I love being surrounded by all these people drinking. Um, reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> Some people are raised Christian. I was raised alcoholic. It's a different religion. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I actually quit drinking 10 years ago, which, uh, don't clap, don't. Um, it's, I don't recommend it. I really don't. I mean, I, I lost a lot of weight quitting drinking. Um, I lost like 20 pounds right off the bat. Mostly water weight, just sobbing a lot. But, you know, crying's good for you, right? It is. It's like taking an emotional shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the dirt out if you didn't laugh at that it's fine you're just not comfortable with women shitting because it's powerful <laughs> I love it when people clap for that joke because it doesn't even make sense it just makes no logical sense I uh it's true that I'm, um, I'm a very spiritual person um because I come from money and uh <laughs> afford to be delusional. <laughs> I'm really into astrology, which people fucking hate. Okay, if I bring it up at a party, they're like, oh, you like astrology? That's nice. You're fucking witch? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you, a Virgo? <laughs> I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> well, you're an asshole. <laughs> One out of twelve chance, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, I am a straight woman, in spite of this pussy-eating voice. Uh, yeah, I sound like a seasoned lesbian. Uh, no, but I am, I am into men, although I don't know why. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I think they're fascinating, you know? Like, if you put um, jizz under a microscope, you can see each individual sperm giving you advice that you never asked for. <laughs> I'm in a relationship with one now. Uh, we just started going to couples therapy, so I hope I win. Thoughts and prayers. Holy shit. I have to say, like, I was alone for a long time before I met my boyfriend, and being alone was working out, okay? That was, I felt like I might be the one. I was like, oh my god, I could spend the rest of my life with this girl, you know? I like the same movies as me. I like the same food as me. I make myself come every single time. I mean, that's my list. 
you know? I was, the problem is I loved myself so much it was getting in the way of my actual sex life. Like, I was in bed with this guy, and in the middle of sex, he leans in, he goes, whose pussy is this? <laughs> I was like, my pussy! Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought we were doing affirmations. He was gone by morning. <laughs> he beat it. Not in front of me. Um, later. Uh, no, but it's true. I, um, now that I, I have to say, like, I had been dating in New York for like 10 years by the time I met my boyfriend. And the dating part sucked. Like, being alone, great. Be dating, fucking awful, okay? Like, I, by the time I met my boyfriend, I was basically a rescue dog. I mean, I was, I was like, just don't hit me and let's lie down. I don't give a shit. Do you have a blanket? Let's spend our lives together. I, I don't care. Portland might be too sensitive for this, but I don't care. I, I was with this one guy who was really abusive, and it was sad because he was such a bad alcoholic, he couldn't land a punch. Listen, there is nothing worse than hitting a woman unless it's being a woman, watching a man try to abuse you, and he's missing. I mean, that is, what a display of weakness. Like, you're supposed to be athletes. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm already enabling you. Like, what do I have to lean in, you pussy? So. Might as well have bodies in the closet at that point, you know? If you're dressing like, if you're dating a man who dresses like Johnny Depp in the 90s, you're catching one, okay? That's happening. I, uh, now that I'm in a healthy relationship, I'm like, I, I'm just like desperate to get married. You know what I mean? I'm like, just, I jerk him off like I'm banging on a vending machine trying to shake a ring out. It is. Okay. I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably not married because I'm jerking him off. That's, to be honest, I should blow him more. But that's, that's what my grandma says. Anyway, she's a huge whore, my grandma. I, um, I'm in an interracial relationship. My boyfriend's black. I'm like, let me speak to your manager, white. left me in the woods, I would find a complaint box. You know what I mean? That's, I, um, yeah, but uh, I introduced him to my dad recently. My dad's like a conservative Republican from Texas. So we walk in the house. My boyfriend turns to me. He's like, hey, does your dad know I'm black? I was like, are you kidding? Like, why would I ruin this? No. Hide in the closet. Pop out. Let's surprise him. Jump out of a cake and yell Kwanzaa. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, my dad's dead now. <laughs> kidding, guys. I don't know who my dad is. Um, when you're in an interracial relationship, I there is a learning curve. You know, like you're learning about each other. Um, like for the first six months of my relationship, I wouldn't touch his hair. I was like, I'm just not gonna. I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm just not going near that. You know, he thought I had to fuck to folk music. I don't need that. I was like, we can turn off Mumford and Sons. I'm not going to come to somebody playing the spoons, buddy. Can't do it. 
find out that you have friends that are racist that you didn't know were racist. That's always fun, right? And this girlfriend called me up right after I started fucking my boyfriend. She was like, so is it different? Mm-hmm. How's it different? She didn't do all this, but I'm having fun. And uh, nobody talks like that. Uh, I was like, dude, it's not, it's no different. You know, it's the same. You just can't take Instagram pictures and sepia tongue because it looks like slave times. That's it. That's the only difference. of laughter and love and other things you can't buy a house with. And that's nice, you know? It's, it is cool, though, to have another comic because he's always on the road, you know? And I love being alone, and that's fantastic. Like, we're just alone together. Um, 80% of our sex is through Skype. I, but I always know, like, what porn he's been watching based on, like, the requests that he makes when he comes back. Like, he came back from a three-week trip to Australia. He was like, um, I'm going to make you squirt. Like, just sat. And I was like, okay, well, it doesn't do that. Uh, it's not going to work. I, uh, it's not going to work. He was like, no, 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 we can practice. I was like, well, it's not a craft. Uh, I'm like, the closest I've ever been to squirting is sneezing when I pee. I could do that. The closest I could come. I will say though, I um, I don't know. I don't ever want to go back out there. I never want to date again. I never ever. I've seen men, you know, like hunting for pussy in the wild. It's horrible to watch. It is. It is not good. I mean, listen, you guys are trying your best, but it's not graceful. It is. It's like watching seals on land. <laughs> You're just like lurching towards them, like all dick and balls. You're like, where are you from? It's gross. I'm always wet. I'm like, where's the moisture coming from? Get it together, Richard. I um, I have the God. I don't know if I should close. Whatever. I'm gonna close on this. Uh, my sisters. I have uh, four sisters, right? Because my parents were trying to fix the marriage and uh, didn't stop. And uh, and it's crazy. Like I love my sisters so much, but my youngest sister, she's like a millennial, and I dress like one for the industry, but I don't. I'm not. I'm 33. I'm gonna die soon. Uh, and uh, and my sister is like she's super sensitive. You know, like millennials are. And I, she just gets pissed about the wrong things. You know, like she gets offended when I use the word retarded. And I get it, right? But then she sings every N-word in every Drake song ever written. And I'm like, mm, that's retarded. <laughs> okay, and I know I seem insensitive using that word. I get it. But there's like a lot of terms now. There are. There's like, you know, mentally handicapped and intellectually disabled and special needs. And I just worry that retarded people are going to have a tough time keeping up with all these terms. <laughs> Hard. 
She's like, you're like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> My face. Oh man, now I feel inspired. Mm, no, I can't. See, it's scary. Rosebud, it's scary to say that word. I'm from Wisconsin where you just, you, you're birthed and you get a PBR and the right to say the word retarded. <laughs> Me too. From Wisconsin. From Wisconsin, yeah. So you're like, yeah, I have a just cousin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to comment because Harlan gets so upset and I get rightly so, right? But I have the most even keeled friend, even keeled, doesn't want to rock the boat ever. Just always yes, man. And he goes, Well, I hate that word. That's a one word. That's a one word playboy. Maybe comments know who I'm talking about. That's a one word playboy. I hate that word. I hate that word. Never say that word. But Joanne, when you say it in a Wisconsin accent, I fucking love it. <laughs> well, that's retarded. You can't say it. <laughs> Thank you for that opportunity. Okay, hi. You guys. Turn the heat on, and they are so sorry. <laughs> uh, but the fans are gone; they turned it off. So you just be, embrace it. Take your shirts off. Who cares? Okay. We have two more comments left in this bill. Are you in this to win this? Uh, you've seen his face plaster all over uh, because he's one of the funniest fucking people in town. You guys, lose your minds for Adam Posse! The comic Joanne was referencing his name. <laughs> <laughs> So she quoted him as saying, that's the one word, and the N-word is still out there, just making him happy every day. No accent needed, apparently. Shout out to Randy for having to bleep that out later on. Hi, guys. I'm Samoan, which is obvious. Especially if I uncover the part of my shirt that says Samoan Pride. <laughs> but also, the rest of me, how much more Samoan do I have to be for that to be your first guess? How many coconuts do I have to break open <laughs> while pass blocking before you get on board? <laughs> There's not a lot of ways I can go with this look. <laughs> Mother wants Samoan or I'm the little rascal stacked up trying to sneak into a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one Samoan or I'm an all-carbohydrates Filipino. <laughs> I'm one Samoan or I'm seven Mexicans Voltron together. <laughs> <laughs> like one of each shoulder checks me up, break up into half a soccer team. <laughs> Or a landscaping crew, depending on how racist you need this joke to be. Alright, you guys you guys hate Mex love Mexicans but hate uh, handicapped people. Yep. Noted. Noted by crowd <laughs> I like that people can tell that. I don't always have that people knowing that I was Samoan when I meet them in my life. I went to high school in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Correct response. <laughs> Sometimes there'll be an NC native that'll be like, yeah, I'm like, heads up, North Carolina's not going to be the hero at the end of this story. <laughs> <laughs> they know what the hell I was. 
was over there in the 90s, I'd meet someone new and be like, hi, my name's Adam. And they'd go, what race are you? Because <laughs> the South has a rich and beautiful history. <laughs> that they cling to ever so tightly. <laughs> I'd tell them I'm Samoan. They'd ask, what is that? I'd say it's an island in the South Pacific. It's very similar to Hawaii. And they'd respond with, so you're Hawaiian? And that's not what I told them, is it? <laughs> I'll try to make it clear. I'll say they're not the same island, but they're very similar. The same way that Puerto Rico and Cuba are very similar. They'll then go, oh, so you're Cuban. Even further now from what I told them. <laughs> One guy be so frustrated, I just started trying to speak monosyllabically to him to help out. I just started going, big, brown, hot sun. <laughs> Food, drink, dance, singing. It goes, oh, it sounds a lot like Guam. I go, yeah, we got a lot in common with Guam. You look at the climate, the culture, the food, the people. Well, how the fuck do you know what Guam is? <laughs> a few minutes of that goes by, and I, I quit. I was holding my hand out and surrender, begging, can we please, please just compromise on me being Cherokee so we can walk away from the <laughs> For the rest of our lives. It's been a good winter for me. My brother and his wife had their very first child. Ten point five pounds when he came out. It's a lot of fucking baby, ain't it? It's a big goddamn baby. Yeah, just before Christmas, a ten and a half pound angel left heaven and thumped down to planet Earth medicine ball with wings and a halo. <laughs> he was delivered via C-section because of course he was. <laughs> Had he not been, this wouldn't be a joke about my nephew. This would be a story about how much I miss my sister-in-law. <laughs> I'd be up here telling you guys how great Alina was. How happy she made my brother from the moment they met until she was torn asunder. <laughs> Ironically, by the product of their own love. <laughs> Her tombstone reader, Lena Posse, mother, wife, daughter, crater. <laughs> the docs, her docs suggested she have a vaginal birth or at least try for one before going for the C section. But after the kid came out, they came in her room and apologized <laughs> one by one. They were like, I'm sorry, we did not know who we were fucking with at that point in time. <laughs> It's a huge baby. I've never seen an entire surgical staff leave wearing weightlifting gloves all at the same time. <laughs> Later on, when they put him in the donut display case for the kids, <laughs> he's the only one that had his feet hanging over the edge of this crate. It's a massive baby. When the doc slapped him on the ass, he hit him back. <laughs> that doctor pressed charges. <laughs> They're going to try my nephew as an adult. <laughs> this is his Samoan pride shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> my other brother, Tony, he has seven kids. Yeah, because he married a Mormon girl and they have semi-automatic reproductive organs. <laughs> two hours after Alex's baby was born, Tony texted the family, letting us know that his number eight baby was on the way. 
And I feel like that was him just letting younger brother know, yeah, Yo, you ain't fucking with this warning game, son. You understand? Know <laughs> you trying to come at me with a heavy one? That's cute. <laughs> That's cute, you and your girl cranked out ten and a half pounds at one time. But understand this. I'm nine months away from being one away from a baseball team, so you can call me ass down. <laughs> I'm bummed that the winter's almost over. I love winter. This, I don't even care about weather. I like winter because it's my most sexually confident time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Gaze upon me, people. Am I not the most viable source of heat in this room right now? <laughs> yeah, I just spent the last couple months making eye contact with pretty ladies sitting next to skinny boyfriends. <laughs> Except front row. How y'all Because when it's cold outside, what would you rather do? You want to go home with a rattling bag of sticks? <laughs> would it not be better to submerge? <laughs> Don't break out contact with me. In a tub of spicy gravy. Doesn't that sound great? Me too. Coincidentally. You want to go home and lay down next to a shivering chihuahua? <laughs> Whose shaking greater light rib cage is going to strip the epidermis from your body? <laughs> Wouldn't you much rather place your gorgeous self upon a warm and sentient human love seat? <laughs> that has the ability to simultaneously recite poetry and finger bang. Doesn't that sound good for everyone? It's cold outside. Another upside of the winter time is we don't have to worry about forest fires. That was good. Unlike Cali. Cali had to worry about it year round. They had the terrible one in December. That fire was so bad it almost converted me to Judaism. Because it was going on during Hanukkah. And on Hanukkah day one, I was informed there was only enough of Los Angeles to burn for a single night. <laughs> Yet somehow, through divine intervention, well, we have like a 30-day Hanukkah miracle last year. But Portland had, uh, Oregon had a bad forest fire last year too. It was terrible. Though I did find some silver linings in it. The smoke in the air dropped everyone's cardio to about my level. <laughs> For a month and a half last summer, I was the eighth best distance runner in town. It's an exciting time. Also, the poor air quality kills your sense of smell, and the ash floating around looks like dandruff when it hits your clothes, so I was just skipping showers left and right. No one was the wiser. Riding the bus three days nasty with the arms up on the seat. Like, Come on, welcome, friends. Get in here. Someone comments on the odor of the last, wait, what's that smell? I'll be like, oh, it's kids fucking around in the woods and it's a goddamn shame. <laughs> People want to kill the boy that started that fire. Left-leaning Portland liberals were calling for him to be tried as an adult. Which was weird to me at first because that doesn't seem how we would go politically. Then it occurred to me, oh, bunch of... Hippie white people saw some trees getting hurt. So they were like, nah, this boy has to pay. He's going down. There was sap on that child's hands, and we will have justice for that. And it's ridiculous to want to send a child to prison, especially when we missed out on the perfect opportunity to punish this kid. The proper punishment would have been to, every time someone's reporting on that fire, 
give out his name and point out that that fire was started by a virgin. It's a 15 year old boy. They're delicate about that information. You said, what's your name, man? Ian. Ian, nice to meet you. Were you a virgin at age 15? I can see the hurt in your eyes still. I am a nice But let's put your business out here. Let's make it fair. You can ask me back what my experience was. Go ahead. None of your goddamn business, Ian. You don't know me like that. There's people in here. I'm not telling. He's still in pain. Now imagine how this kid would have felt with every major news outlet dragging his unfucked name through the mud on a daily basis. Reporters standing center screen saying shit like, as you can see, the flames have now reached the Fertile Valley. Unlike the boy that started him. Who's reached Naria Valley in all his life. Maybe someday this land can be returned to its pristine, untouched condition, much like the body of the no-game-having kid that got us into this mess. We're praying for rain, and I hope he sees it when he gets here, because it'll mark the first time something got wet in his presence. For CNN, I've been Anderson Cooper. And although I am not attracted to women, I've still been inside more of them than the chump that started this fire. <laughs> you guys have been great. Thanks a lot. gentleman back to the stage um he was he never identified as one of us um but he was i hate intros um oh <laughs> no, i don't need to do that now okay you guys um traveling all the way from the beautiful city of los angeles and here now for you give a warm welcome for one of the funniest motherfuckers i've ever met in my entire life This is fun. Hi, I, I, I've been with my girlfriend for five years, and we've we've gotten older together. We're like growing and changing, and and I wanted, I just, but we're not ready for marriage. We've talked about it, but I'm tired of calling her my girlfriend because it feels childish. Like, so I'm trying to come up with something better and I was thinking about saying partner, which is like what the hip kids are doing now. Um, but my girlfriend's name is Brandon. It's Scottish. And when I first met her, she was like, my name's Brandon. It's like Brandon without the D, which sounds like a great way to explain her name. Um, but now I tell people, this is my partner, Brandon. And they're like, you are so brave. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know what I'm saying? Brandon is a woman. They're like, oh, you're dating a trans person. That's amazing. <laughs> No, friend, like Brandon without the D, and they're like, yeah, dude, we know what trans is. <laughs> That's the Thomas joke. <laughs> 
But she's great, man. She's been teaching me a lot recently. Like, she's been teaching me a lot about feminism, which I appreciate. Because, like, after all this Weinstein shit came out, all my woman friends on social media and Facebook were posting things like, we need men to stand up for us. We need men to tell other men when they're being wrong. We need men to be proud of themselves for what they believe in and to stand up for women. And I want to be that guy so bad. But I also suffer from crippling social anxiety. So, like, the most I can do is if a guy says something sexist, I can reach deep inside myself and say, hey, come on, man. <laughs> about a year ago so I've been making a bunch of new guy friends and it's always like trick like women have a way worse hands down but when you're a guy making a new guy friend you gotta be like well I hope you feel the same way as I do about rape which is negatively <laughs> but we're hanging out in the bar sharing a beer shooting the shit and this group of women comes in dressed up like it's a Saturday night my friend stops the conversation and says yo Curtis get a load of these skanks but it wouldn't be too hard to fuck one of them tonight so I worked up on my courage and said hey come on man <laughs> And he said, nah, you're right, they're just people. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't work out, but like sometimes, like I was in, I was making another guy friend, we went to a bar, we were hanging out, we were both like three beers deep, this girl in like this kind of skinty red dress, and I'm starting to flirt with him, I like look on my phone, like I didn't, like, you know, whatever, what are you going to do? And so, it just, I'm over here in the conversation, and she's slurring her words, it's clear this girl's like very drunk, so when she excuses herself for a moment, I turn to my friend, like, yo, dude, it's cool that she's like trying to get with you like that, but like, you gotta be careful, because she's drunk, and you can have sex with a drunk woman, that technically that's rape, and rape is wrong, and he was like, don't worry, bro, I got this handled, and then he ordered five shots for himself, and took them straight to the face. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, if I'm drunker than her, then she's raping me, and I know that I'm not pressing charges. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know that that's the law. <laughs> like, I don't know that a jury of your peers is going to, like, think that as up. He's like, well, we'll see what a jury of my peers has to say. And he went down the bar and asked 12 guys what they thought, and eight of them were like, sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's a hung jury. Like, that's... <laughs> So then the girl comes back and she notices the five empty shot glasses and she's like, oh, I guess you're a little bit of a party boy. So she orders a shot for herself. So he orders two more shots for himself. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, curse, everybody knows that one girl shot is equal to two boy shots. And I was like, you're the dumbest person. And so then I didn't know what to do because I was like, I feel like as a good person, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to get him not to have sex with her, but I don't know what to say to her because like, you can't be a giant man at a bar and be like, you don't know what's best for yourself, woman. <laughs> so I just like leaned in and I just kept buying everybody shots. <laughs> so now I'm drunk and she's drunk and he's drunk. And I don't remember what happened after <laughs> But I never, t I just hope it works out. <laughs> ah. I wish it had like a happier ending. <laughs> and I fixed it, but it was like, nope, I just kept running away from those problems. <laughs> and I just, I've been having, like, my girl and I have been having, like, I've, I've, I've been thinking a lot about, like, when I was, like, because I want to be good at this shit, but it's hard. Like, I was, I, in Portland is great, right? There's so many great female comics. It's great that you hear so many women voices from the stage. It's a very rare thing. It's great that it happens in the city, but it's Portland and it's alternative comedy, so they're all white women. So, like, it's kind of progress. <laughs> so, 
But we like perform in a lot of like shitty places sometimes. Like this is a great place, but like sometimes, a lot of times, they're way worse bars. And I do this show with a woman the other night, and she comes up and she's like, Curtis, I don't feel safe in this neighborhood, and you're a big guy. I would really appreciate it if you would walk me to my car. And I was like, look, I hate that you don't feel safe here. I know that one day you can go anywhere you want with both your comfort and your independence, but. I can't walk into your car because I'm a six foot seven black man, and if something happens to you, they're gonna say it was my fault. <laughs> you know, like if I don't walk into a car and something happens, I'm gonna feel bad. But like, if I walk into a car and something happens when I'm gone, I'll be like found guilty. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that joke to work the way I'm But I'm trying. Like, I got a new job recently, and it's like the best job I ever had. Like, it's in an office. Like, my whole life, I worked in restaurants and factories and warehouses. Like, before I moved to LA, I was scrapping metal under the table for a lunatic up in North Portland. <laughs> and we're just having it. Like, I just never thought I'd have an office job, but I work there now. And when I got the job, I had to go in for the interview. And at the interview, I used um, my white people voice, like, because that's how you get the job. <laughs> Like, if you heard me over the phone and you'd never seen me before, you'd be like, I think he's a Mexican from Detroit. <laughs> but and when I say white people voice, I don't mean like the hokey black comedian white people voice where you say like cheese sandwich in a funny way. Like, I mean, real white people voice where you just add extra syllable to everything so it sounds fancy. Like, well, what you want to say is, nigga, do we got a problem? But what you say out loud is perhaps we should reserve the conference room to further discuss our issues. <laughs> And I got the job, and now I'm scared to ever use my real voice, or they'll figure out who I am and fire me. And the worst part of it is, is that I work with one other black guy, and I can tell that when we talk to each other, we are not using our real voices. <laughs> and I keep expecting him to fix it because he's older than me, but I don't know how much older because he's black. So, like, from context, he's sort of between 38 and 102. <laughs> But every time, like, you know what, like, well, I'll know that our friendship is real when we use the N-word with each other, but, like, as a lighter-skinned black person, I feel like you have to let the darker-skinned person say it first. Like, it's just polite. And he hasn't done it yet, and I keep, like, trying to put him in positions where he might do it, and, you know? <laughs> like, but he, he, like... <sighs> You know when you're listening to the radio and and instead of saying nigga, they just say the word they had just said again, you know? Like me and my, my, and you're just like, oh, fine. <laughs> he just does that. <laughs> I can't figure it out. And then the other day I should have hung over to work on a Thursday because I've been there for three months now and I had that right. <laughs> And he smelled my breath and he pulled me aside. He was like, nigga, you fucking up right now. I was like, we made it. <laughs> I fucked up because like my coworkers went out one night and I didn't know about it. Uh, and they went to a show that I was on and I told that story. My boss heard me tell that joke. And he called me to his office the next day and he was like, listen, Curtis, I value diversity. This company values diversity. And if we ever expect to get somewhere as a society, we have to be willing to hear uninhibited black voices. So please don't edit yourself at the office anymore. And what I said out loud was, thank you, Scott. I appreciate both your candor and your understanding. You ain't fooling me, motherfucker. Man, it would have been so great if that was my last joke. <laughs> 
this one more. I did the thing about my girlfriend being not trans. <laughs> she makes that joke so much. <laughs> I love her so much. I'm, uh, are you guys in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. It's mostly sad because she answers so much faster than you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can relate, but like, because I've been in this long-term relationship. Um, I know that this is not like we're, we're exclusive, which I know is not the way you guys do things. <laughs> Everyone I know in Portland is in a, a, a polyamorous relationship, which is just like when one person is sad and the other person is having the time of their life. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know what it is. As soon as I leave town and she's not with me, I get so horny. Like, it's just like, knowing that I can't have sex makes me want to have sex so bad. (laughs) Oh, damn, that was like an audible agreement. Damn, you know what it's like? When was the last time that, like, one of you was out of town and you were like, damn. I, I, I remember the feeling. Yeah, it's a hard feeling. Because you're also like, I'm sleeping on my friend's couch, so it's like, if I jack off, it's going to be in the dirtiest bathroom I've ever seen. That doesn't stop me. <laughs> Phil, are you still here? Alright, he left. Good. I, I was going to incorporate the guy whose bathroom I've been jacking off at. He, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. He, he, he My roommate, Phil, or my old roommate, Phil, who I'm crashing with him, is just, like, the sweetest man. He puts up with, like, a lot of fluid stuff. Like, (laughs) you guys remember Adam Posse from a few minutes ago? (laughs) Adam Posse. I I lived on Graham Street in Portland, Um, like the cracker. That's what you always got to say when you call Radio Cab, or they'll take you somewhere else. (laughs) We lived there for, and we would do this thing where we would just get blackout drunk and scream Graham Street at the top of our lungs. Uh, It's our thing. (laughs) And we were blackout drunk one night, and I fell asleep on the couch responsibly. And I thought Posse, who you've seen, would sleep on the floor because it's the only thing big enough to accommodate. Uh, But Phil was out of town, so Posse said, I'm going to sleep in Phil's bed, which probably would have been fine. Um, But then... He peed Phil's bed. (laughs) And we were both, and like, that's fine. (laughs) We've all peed somewhere we shouldn't have peed. That's just part of life, you know? I peed on somebody's couch, never helped them clean it, never picked it up from the house, just avoided them for the rest of my life. But he peed on the bed, and he came home, and he told Phil, and, like, we were both expecting Phil to be angry so that we could just be like, that was handled. He was outraged, as he should have been, and now we all feel great. But instead, Phil was just like, things happen. (laughs) And then instead of, like, scolding, he was just like, I guess bedtime for you is over here now. (laughs) Thank you guys very much. Give it up for Joanna. Get on up there and tell